What is up? Merry Christmas, everyone. We're a few minutes late, but hopefully it will be well worth it. Uh, I am donning the hat by popular demand. Uh, people say I look like Santa, so here you go. And I am joined by Troy Oniker. How are you, Troy? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's getting close to the holidays here. Well, I guess it's I think it's the third day of Hanukkah, if you celebrate that. And, you know, we have Christmas nice. this weekend. So, yeah, we're getting there, you know? Yeah, Almost whatever... There. Whatever holidays you celebrate, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Sincerely, uh, no, 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 no joke in there. Uh, so obviously, though, you know, Cardinals fans, uh, we're getting a lump of coal for Christmas this year because we're getting to watch the game, and it's like, do you? I mean, do you really want to watch the games at this point this season? Uh, <clears throat> not if Trace McSorley is starting. I mean, even Colts kind of been brutal too. Um, which is unfortunate because we all love Colt McCoy. But uh, this game, I don't think I'm really going to watch just because I'll be with family and yeah. we'll be doing stuff. And I'd rather not subject myself to watching that, unfortunately. I'm going to watch it. But at this point, with the way the season has gone, it it feels like work. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to for, for, you know, what I do with the content. And it and it's not out of it's not I'm not looking forward to watching the game. And it's just it's going to be bad football, you know. Um, but here we are. So let me say, Hey, uh, let's say, Hey, to some of the folks who are in the chat, we've got Nick elf. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We got Otis Driffin with you. I'm here, baby. Thanks for being here. Yeah. The bucks are going to destroy us on Christmas. I, I don't doubt that for a second. Uh, we got Eric Walsh. Thanks for being here. Everyone. We got uh JTS URL, uh, JT's URL. Hey, Joe, long time lurker, first time chatter. Hey, we appreciate you hanging out with us, lurking and, and chatting with us. So uh, thanks for being here. And there's some other folks lurking. Uh, so, you know, we'll, as we go through the, uh, we'll say hey to some of the other folks who pop in. So, you know, this season is, is no fun um, at all. Uh, so what we thought we would do is try to do something a little bit fun. We're having our TCR Live uh, Christmas wish list for the Cardinals. And what, what Troy and I have done is we've put together some things, gifts that we would wish for Cardinals players and, and coaches and such. And, and we're going to share them with you. And what I'd like you in the chat to do is tell us, like, as we go through this, like, think of players, Cardinals players, and what gift you would like for them to get. Uh, and you'll get it when we get into some arts. You'll get where we're going with here. The more creative, the better. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I know like the, 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 you know, let, okay. Call of duty season pass for <laughs> Kyler Murray. Okay. Har har. All right. We get it. Uh, a good GM, you know, I know that's what we want, but, but let's, and you know, <laughs> JP wants a top three pick. They're working hard on it. Right. Um, so you'll see, you'll see as we get into this. So as we get into these, uh, you know, if you've got some ideas, put them in the chat, the, the more creative, the better. Uh, so we're going to get started. And uh, I'm going to get a, I believe I'm going to get a started. Oh, wait, let's get it back to slide one. All right. So I think, uh, yes, I'm going to get a started. So the first gift that I want is for a retirement party for Rodney Hudson. He's been basically retired more or less. And so I think, listen, he's had a great NFL career, maybe not so great with the Cardinals, but I want for Rodney Hudson to have a retirement party. What do you think about that, Troy? I mean, it's long overdue because, yeah, this year he's just been collecting that paycheck. What game did he even go out? Like, I'm I'm struggling to remember what, if he even played for us <sighs> yeah, at all. I don't even year. remember. 
I know he's played better. At this point, it's I think he's played all, right around half of his games as a Cardinal. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's so better. he's just been collecting that paycheck, which, you know, whatever. Dude, you want. Dude's going to do what he's going to, you know, do what you're going to do. Um, I'll just be more aggravated if he actually doesn't retire and somehow ends up on another team. And like, if we cut him for whatever reason and he like actually plays good throughout the season, Goes then I'll to just a team be. That, yeah. That he yeah. wanted to be at. Yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah. I'll just, that'll just really be the icing on the cake for that. But yeah, it's, I, it's really sucks. I was so excited when we traded for him. Cause I was like, this is it. You know, it was, it was a good, um, emotional kind of rebound from the Lindsay deal falling through. So, um, yeah, yeah I think he, he's well, he's well overdue for one. For sure. Uh, we've got a few other folks who've dropped in. We, Andrew, Andrew thanks for being here and get well, or, or get well soon, get together for Rondell Moore. Good. I've got, I've got something for Rondell Moore in a bit, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Dakota Bedard. Thanks for being here. I want for Christmas. We want powerhouse level Casey and Bill's caliber. So we want to be that kind of team. JP is saying, uh, I will give him a new fishing rod so he can go from here on out. Okay, awesome. So Troy, you have you have one for our buddy Buddha Baker. So I what, do. What <laughs> is what is on your list for Buddha Baker? Um, some Tony Robbins tapes. For those who don't know, he's a very motivational speaker. Self self empowerment. Uh, I get that for Buddha, not because he needs it, but I feel like there's gonna be some trying times for him coming ahead. Because as we saw in the Hard Knocks, he really hates losing. And unfortunately for him, I think there's going to be a lot more of that in the immediate future. Not because of him. We all love Buddha and we all think he's terrific, but it's uh, it's going to be an interesting next season. And uh, I don't know how many wins are going to be within that season. So he might be in for some trying times. So Tony Robbins is going to be his guy. I, I Yeah. And I'll tell you, I almost feel like, I mean, that speech he gave was so impassioned. It's like, like, almost feels like he needs like an internship with Tony Robbins because exactly, he's got yeah. the passion to be a uh, motivational speaker. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so I like it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Or so, maybe Matt Foley, you know, Matt Foley, motivational speaker <laughs> for anyone that remembers that yeah, one. I'm good enough or no down <laughs> by the river in a van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Internet. But yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Otis saying, man, I couldn't and haven't seen the hard knock series. It's, I mean, it's been up and down. There's been, I'm going to watch anything. It's some of it's been boring to be honest, but some of it's been good, but good or bad. I'll watch it. So, yeah, there's some good stories in there. Um, like the JJ Watts stuff last week was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's just my favorite parts. I look for is the little, when they do like the little human elements around, that's kind of the more fun stuff. Want to say, Hey, to my buddy, Brennan <clears throat> store, who's joining. This is actually a uh, YouTube channel slash podcast that I actually do with Brennan store. We're together. We do horror movie stuff for fun. I aspire to live in a van down by the river. I, I, I don't doubt that Brennan, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Very nicely done. Brennan. Uh, but appreciate you dropping in, Brent. Thank you for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate you dropping by. Okay. So we might, someone mentioned, uh, you know, Rondell Moore. And I, I, I love Rondell Moore as a player, as a talent. The talent is absolutely there. The problem has been the health, right? You know, so what I want for Rondell Moore is a bionic leg, right? So that hamstring issue is no longer an issue, right? Give him that bionic leg. Let him be that superhuman that he has this talent to be. And everybody wins. Uh, I, I think that can happen, don't you, Troy? Yeah, but knowing that he's going to hurt his other leg, so then he's going. To, no, <laughs> he needs two of them. <clears throat> he's going to need two, and then he'll hurt his elbow or something. You know, like, the guy's <sighs> made a glass, unfortunately. 
He's like yeah. uh if you've seen uh that, that Bruce Willis movie, the um mm-hmm. uh is it Unbreakable? Yep. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. he's the glass Samuel man. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah, he's glass man. He cannot stay healthy. But For sure. elite talent once he you know, if he stays upright, he's one of the more frustrating players I feel like we have on our team. Hundred percent. Absolutely. So speaking of movies, uh, you want for you have for one of our our players to actually become a movie star, and I think that's impressive. So tell, me, tell right. us about that. Mr. Robbie Anderson has a leading role in The Wolf of Wall Street too, because he's just stealing that paycheck at the moment. <laughs> he's <clears throat> he's uh, how many snaps has he had? It's like under double digits, I think. He's He's actually got a lot of steps recently. It's the targets he's not getting. The targets, he's just, you know, he's yeah. just, he's just, again, stealing that paycheck. And it's not his fault. Like the joke, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, in Wolf of Wall Street, they're purposely stealing money. It's not his fault. He's just, you know, went where he went. But he's just, yeah, again, too many players that like we've traded for that aren't doing literally anything at this point. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, he's, He's a good player. He's not an elite receiver, but like he's a starting NFL receiver throughout his career. The guy's got a thousand yard season, but he hasn't done it here. Like, you know, at the right price, I don't mind bringing him back for depth, but he, it hasn't worked thus far. So, well, I think again, we've seen his skills as speed. Like he's fast and long, so he's like the deep balls usually where he gets them. But again, we've seen this year defenses have kind of taken away the deep ball, so. It's made it really tough for him, and especially Kyler's deep balls also just completely left him for whatever reason this year. So, yeah, was that's, yeah. yeah, that's 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 and we've talked about this some on here before. That's it's the lack of deep passes that has been the major issue. Mm-hmm. Let me say hey to some of the other folks that have come in here. Austin Hoy, yeah, Mr. Glass, right? 100%. Um, we've got Jason Crow. What's up, Joe? Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you dropping by as always, Jason. Uh, Otis, uh, my question to you all is. You think Kime was the guy that did the DD Mexico and it wasn't the line coach? Uh, I mean, I'll let, I have a strong opinion on that, and I'll let you though go ahead and start that. <coughs> uh, no, I think I mean I don't know. This is all none of us were there. None of us know for sure, but I would find it very hard to believe that mm-hmm. um, that this mistaken identity was happened. I think it was pretty shoddy and. Uh, frankly irresponsible journalism by that one guy to even mm-hmm. suggest that um so no i don't think i mean again the closest thing was just two white guys that had that were bald that had goatees like mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i don't think it would ever get to that point where they thought it was the same guy so um yeah times doing dealing with his own issues that now that are, mm-hmm. that are unrelated to this i assume but I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, what, what you're mention, mentioning and people have referenced there, and I forget who the reporter was. And he, uh, to be honest with as bad as that work was, I don't really even want to give him credit yeah. for anything. Uh, tweeted out this thing that's like, basically, you know, um, you know, Kugler's put out a statement where he, he, you know, he claims that it was either miscommunication or mis mistaken identity that he didn't do what he was accused of the the groping of uh, as the reports come out an NFL security worker um so but the, you know this is him trying to clear his name whether he really did it or not this is this happens this is how people mm-hmm. respond to this stuff but a reporter took that and put put out a tweet or an article or whatever about Kugler's challenge to that or his statement and put it with a picture of Kugler next to Kime 
And there is some resemblance, bald dudes with goatees. But like it, it's implied that, oh, well, maybe it was Kime who really did it. And like, like Kugler did not claim it was Kime, right? That yeah. was not his claim. He just said, I didn't, I mistaken, I didn't, whether it's that's accurate or not. Um, no one has accused Kime of having been the guy. This was someone throwing something out there to speculate. And it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know, like slander or libel, I guess. I guess libel would be the term. It's with digital spaces, it's hard to hear because it's visual, but not. Yeah. Word. But anyway, like that, like that's irresponsible. It's like, listen, Kime has enough issues, like you said, but it is irresponsible to like throw something out there like that that makes people think Kime did something that we have no up to this point suggestion they did. So I agree. It's really bad reporting. Someone else, someone else did something. This was on a smaller scale. Someone did a tweet or a, a thing on Instagram or something. Like, and it's the same kind of thing. Like, um, someone put a picture. There was a picture of Steve Kime at a restaurant, and it looked like he was being led to his table by a oh, hostess. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It looked like some high school kid who was working at a restaurant taking us to his table, which, like, we all do, right? We go to a restaurant. Some high school kid yeah. takes us to a table. You can see he's following this <clears throat> probably, you know, teenage girl who's doing her job and some person's like kind was seen in public with an underage girl i'm like what no he yeah. was at a restaurant <laughs> it but that's like like you can't I just if you're an aspiring reporter content creator whatever have more ethics like this is part like i know i'm going on a tangent but there's democratization of space someone like me can get on here and do youtube which is good in some ways, but it also people who do reporting for a living usually understand the ethics of this stuff. And so if you want to do content or anything, at least learn a little bit about those kinds of ethics and don't throw irresponsible things on there. Okay. Soapbox set aside, you know, anyway, it's funny that happened to, to continue to it for a second. Is that lady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who was just mm-hmm. like roasting Gio Bernard? Cause he was, they were like interrogating him why he, he, he botched a fake punt like whatever like if you watch that game Gio Bernard was not the reason why Tampa Bay lost like it was mm-hmm. Tom Brady throwing two interceptions and you know just a complete meltdown of their offense yeah and so she was trying to like make him feel bad and everyone who came out on Twitter is like no you seem to be in the clear wrong here and, and she just took it like some people in the media like get like power trips and so she took yeah. it. it was like what is going on here like <laughs> it's, it's just never good I don't know people I think uh, one of the best qualities we all should try to work for is having some humility, you know, um, I don't know, yeah. not thinking ourselves bigger than we are, but, but yeah, exactly. Otis. Yeah. We are welcome. Sorry. You, you got us on a tangent, right? Uh, soapbox De- and Decimus. Yeah. The team said there's video and witnesses about Kugler and listen, we haven't seen the evidence, but so, you know, it, well, I, well, I, I'm content letting that process play out the way it's going to play out. But the kind of the suggestions that people have made that it was, you know, time. I mean, listen, there's a possibility that maybe, I mean, I don't, we just don't know the details. Who knows what actually happened, but absent of any actual evidence that it was, that it was, you know, someone like time, you you don't make that assertion, right? Unless there's something. So, okay. So, yeah. So speaking of social media, um, what I want is there's a there's a player on the Cardinals who is going to be starting probably this next week, much to our dismay, who is actually a little bit of a social media sensation. If you're not familiar, 
um, there is a certain music video, right? Uh, and I think this person needs a new meme or new song. Uh, Trace McSorley needs a new song uh, that maybe better represents his current situation because he's no longer the star quarterback at Penn State. He's like a you know borderline bubble quarterback who's having to start because the two other quarterbacks ahead of him are injured. So I think Trace McSorley needs a new song. What do you think? He looks like Zach Wilson in this photo, <laughs> like <laughs> at first just... glance. Well, that's what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard this song yet. I saw, I've seen it on Twitter, um, people posting about it. But yeah, good old Trace. He's yeah. he's he's gonna have a not a very fun Sunday, <laughs> unless if Colt McCoy plays. But I'm assuming it's gonna be Trace, and it's yeah, he's it's gonna be rough. It's going to be a rough day at the office for uh, yeah. for Trace and James Conner because I'm sure James Conner is going to run the ball like 40 times. So. <sighs> I feel bad for for James. Like I don't, I don't, I think people aren't giving us enough credit for what he's dealing with. Like he's he's been injured, but he's running reasonably well behind a really bad offensive line. You know, it's hard to get anything with what what this <clears throat> offensive line has been giving him to work with. Yeah, I just my only thing with James Conner, and it's not his fault, but like. In space, he's still like, he's yeah. not, he doesn't have burst, you know? He's, yeah. we're not using him. We're trying to use him for everything. And it's just like, no, no, no. He's good at the close yardage stuff. We still need a Chase Edmonds. And like, you know, yes. Eno kind of was that guy. But I mean, say what you will about the Cardinals. But I mean, Eno's now been cut from every team that's ever had him. So clearly it's uh, more of an Eno issue than a, an organizational issue. So, yeah, Connor's um, best role is part of a committee, a, a two headed, mm-hmm. you know, where he's the bruiser. And, 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 you know, he can do a little bit in the, in the, in the passing game too, but then you have that guy who's good in space. Right. But but now with like Keontae, it's kind of confusing because I feel like Keontae and Connor kind of occupy the same um, function at this point, you know, because Keontae's, he's got, he's like bruiser, but a little more speed to him than Connor, but I don't know. It's yeah, I think (laughs) I think he's maybe a little shiftier, um, but Connor's more, got more power behind him. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they need another back who's different than both of them. I, I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, let's see, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Langus, don't let this strike you from the fact that Cliff hasn't won a coach's challenge since like three years. I think there was one he won, but he also doesn't take a lot of them for what it's worth. He, he doesn't yeah. really challenge a lot of plays. But, you know, um, they. I remember I heard them yeah, ask him about that um, in press conference. So, so, yeah, okay. So speaking of Cliff, um, you know, there's something you, you want for him. He, you know, he, he said, you know, in, in hard knocks, I don't know if you saw, he apparently goes into like three o'clock at three fifteen in the morning. He's leaving. So he's, you know, he, he, he's up early and I don't know, man, I just don't think he's getting enough sleep. Uh, so, you know, what, what do you have something in mind for that? He needs to like melatonin and take like a nap, you know, power naps. Uh, cause my guy is looking tired all the time and yeah again if you see the hard knocks episode you see his schedule it's no reason why because he's you know, I think he's he gets up at 3 30 he's in the working out by four you get his day started but and he's probably like the last one out but that's going to be like dude i get you work hard but the results aren't coming so you might need to shift it up a little bit here <laughs> it ain't working my guy cliff needs a big boy nap. he does he, like right he needs some because 
that like he needs to like i don't know if you heard but like you know those 15 minute power naps is what he needs to do mm, just lay down yeah. get 15 minutes he's good to go no I, I i think that makes a lot of sense so for sure someone who i don't think needs a nap but um is is our guy uh zaven collins he's he's had a good year i think you know we're, we're all kind of happy with what we've seen from him and, and zaven you know he he's from oklahoma and you know i used to live in texas and i've been to oklahoma it's you know it's a different sort of a place from arizona in some ways but you know he likes he's he's a cowboy right you know he likes his he likes his cowboy hats and cowboy boots right you know he i think his he probably owns a lot of camo and and, and things like that right um so you know he i want for him a new pair of boots and i would suggest a pair of ram skin boots right a nice pair of ram skin boots uh for zaven collins for christmas what what, what think you i i agree but let's why stop there you know let's get some seahawk feathers yeah. on it you know i would say Ooh, like a, a seahawk feather in his cap like yeah. his cowboy hat with some seat okay exactly yeah i would a gold 49er skin but that's a little that's way too yeah that's a little more but how about <laughs> yeah. a gold like a gold belt yeah. buckle by a prospect exactly something like that you know <laughs> yeah because okay. uh the NFC West is no longer the best division in football, so it's all back down to the muck yeah. and the grime for us. It's been bad. So I don't know if you can see, like the, the that Ram has X'd out eyes. So you know, mm-hmm. so I had a little touch. That's like for Dolphins it. colors too on it. It looks like you know, it's got a little bit of that turquoise in there. It wasn't too, intentional, yeah. but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So let let's go back to Cliff though. Speaking of style, because Cliff. You know, in uh, Hard Knocks, we saw he's got a certain style, right? And, you know, and you commented on one of our live streams how much you you, you loved his artwork, right? Um, <sighs> this is when I knew I no longer wanted him as our head coach. Which <laughs> I kind of feel bad now, but just because, like, the dude's clearly going through, going through it at the moment. I mean, the whole team is, but you could just see the weight on his shoulders. So I kind of feel bad, but, like, it's... Uh, he needs an upgrade on that artwork and, you know, he needs to look up to someone he aspires, you know, someone who can show oh, the ropes. So maybe so, someone like. Exactly. Okay. Our Lord and Savior, Sean Payton. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm actually kind of coming off the Sean Payton bandwagon a little yeah, bit because yeah. I don't think it's happening. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he needs some upgrades at the, the old artwork. But like, I don't also feel that bad for him because if he does get fired, he's going to make like $40 million if you believe the. Um, Who's the Panthers head coach that was fired? Matt, Matt Rule. Rule. So, like, Matt Rule, they paid him out $40 million, So, Cliff's going to be in that ballpark. So, I don't feel that bad for him. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He's he'll uh, be he's fine. got he's wealthy dating what an Instagram model or whatever. Um, she's very pretty lady. If you he'll be hard fine. knocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think she was there at the uh, the thing they did in the community, right? So, yeah. for sure, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we got we've got a super chat. Thank you, He's Raphael. He's reading Appreciate my mind. He's yes, reading all I want for Christmas mind. is Jalen Carter. Now, that's the defensive interior guy from is he from Georgia? Georgia, yep. Yeah. I would like him. I, I well might get in this later, but I had to re kind of I want to say come to Jesus moment. It's a little intense, but like I had a now that we might honestly be like a top four potential top three draft pick, like I'm kind of going in on the Jalen Carter Will Anderson train. I'm like, let's just mm. go for the one of those two. Because I feel like I mean, again, all draft talk now is kind of completely irrelevant in like three months when it actually starts going down. But it seems like there's like a drop off of those, like from those like top four or five guys. And then it's kind of, you know, whatever. 
I have started doing some mock drafts, you know, uh, on, on PFF's mock draft, draft simulator. Jalen Carter, like, I, I love him early. Um, if, if he's there, like, he's one of those players I'd consider taking. I'm still very much tempted to trade back for one of those teams that wants to go up for a quarterback and add, you know, some, some additional picks like on day mm-hmm. two. Um, but if the Cardinals are picking in the top five and they're taking their player, um, that would be the player I would most want to see them take. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Anderson, you know, is pretty, you know, is, is a great edge rusher. Um, and I am, I'm becoming more open to that if it's an elite edge rusher, but I just, yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. I don't like taking an edge rusher early in the first round and paying that person a ton of money. I, I know you got to pay people, but. I just much more like the idea of drafting them on day two and three and developing them. And if you're going to, but I don't mind paying an interior pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Those guys are harder to come by. Yep. They impact the game in different ways. So that's why, like for me, like give me Jalen Carter on the inside, give me uh, next is, you know, uh, Zach Allen. Um, and then if JJ Watts coming back, give, give me some really good interior pass rush and then the guys like Myjay Sanders and Cam Thomas, they're not going to get as much attention and they're going to be able to perform well. And you're, you know, so like pay those interior guys and keep and do the pipeline. So listen, if they drafted Will Anderson, I, he's going to be a stud, you know, so I wouldn't hate it as a player. I just, I'd much rather get that interior. So yeah, I mean, Jalen Carter. Yeah. But I will say my first choice in some is still kind of trade back. I mean, what if you mm-hmm. think about if you could trade back a few spots, get Keeley Ringo and then and then get, you know, an additional pick like early in the second round or mm-hmm. something. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. My thing, I guess <clears throat> my concern would just be like this year. We like it was almost the opposite. Of what we had uh, last year where our edge pressure is good, but we had no interior pressure where this year we had good interior. I mean, I think J.J. Watt and Zach yeah. Allen were the highest ranked duo and JJ Watt has some of the most pressures. Was it the most? I know he had posted some set that he had mm. like, he's in, he's in the top five, at least in pressures um, this year. And like, we saw how bad our defense like kind of was like, if we have, when we have no edge pressure or anything, if no one's getting home mm. and like, I, I like Maje, I like cam. I I'm losing. I like Marcus golden, but like he, he's been brutal this year. You know, he's, <sighs> hasn't really gave any pressure. And I think we saw it happens when you don't have like a guy that can get home. And I think Will Anderson could be that guy, but I, yeah. I get what you're saying. And I agree, but it's also the thing is like, man, if we miss again though, then like if, yeah. if we don't address it, like we did this year, it's like, it's brutal. Yeah. I, I, I like Marcus golden's one of my favorite Cardinals of all time. I have his Jersey. I love Marcus golden. What he's meant to this team. I've been very sad to see him, you know, have a, you know, difficult year in terms of the sack production, um, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say he that we need to move on from because I, I really appreciate him as a player so much, but like, I, I don't know in a perfect world. Maybe he, he hangs it up and gets, a, and then they, he has a job in the front mm-hmm. office and kind of works his way up. I, I hope he has a role in the organization after he retires. He's just, you know, whatever that role, whatever makes sense. So, but the play that made me realize that Golden was probably done is the Vikings game, and he was trying to run. He 
was trying to run down Kirk Cousins and was just running in slow mo, and Kirk Cousins yeah. was beating like outrunning him. I was like, oh, that's not what you want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, let me say hey to a couple of folks who dropped in here and get to a couple of comments. But Raphael, thank you for the super chat. And listen, I'll take Jalen Carter for Christmas for the Cardinals for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Desmus agrees, though, in terms of the clog up the middle. Uh, that's the problem for us. I've always been a fan of interior pass rush, though, over outside. I mean, if you can get in that quarterback's face and then if you have really good interior pass rush, like I said, you can't double team those outside guys. And you might have to double tank inside a little bit. It helps out. But uh, AA, uh, I haven't watched him much, but Anderson seem, sure seems small NFL player for me, uh, especially thinking if guys he goes against are in the division. Excuse me. Uh, I haven't looked at much tape. I think he's up there for a reason, though, and those Georgia players are usually pretty legit. I think he'll be good. Um, but I, I do like – I do like bigger uh, edge rushers in general, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm probably nitpicking Anderson just because he's the top guy in the draft. And that's what happens, right? We start picking apart those top guys. Cause when you're picking that high, you do, right. You're like, you, there's a lot invested. You're like, well, we can take him or we could trade back and get a couple players. We, you you want to make sure you feel good about that guy. Right. And there's like some lately, there's been some kind of uh examples of top edge guys kind of not super translating well like i mean aiden hutchinson hasn't been crazy good for detroit i don't i don't believe um uh the washington what's his chase he's right chase young chase young he's kind of been well he's been injured but you know hasn't and then um i think trade again the jags trayvon walker's kind of been hit or miss really consistently good edge guys been Kayvon thibodeau who was like 10th right he was further in the draft so yeah there were some questions about his personality and i don't even want to say character because it wasn't like off the field problems just uh, yeah some people didn't like his personality yeah they thought he was like kind of too like i don't know like football like was just a means like not like he didn't love football i don't know i agree yeah. and that turned out all to be bs because he's the best one out of all of them so far so <laughs> you know yeah for sure yeah. so uh, let's see. I want to see there are a couple other. So, and if you, Hey, if you, like I said, put in the chat, what you want for Christmas, uh, for the Cardinals, uh, Otis saying Anderson's like Micah Parsons. So that's an interesting like this. And you take him if that's, you know, who is, and Austin saying Marcus Golden sells 41 pressures, which is pretty okay. And like, I think the deal with Marcus is like the guy is tenacious. So when he gets in there and gets his hands on a offensive lineman with the speed to power and mostly power, he gets through there. And I think the the fact that he has a lot of pressures but not a lot of sacks is probably indicative of what you're talking about. Where he's still got the hand move, the strength, and what he in terms of the, the abilities with the, to use his hands and the tenacity. But when he gets, he can get through there. But when it comes to he gets through there and he has to use that burst to get to the quarterback and bring him down, maybe that's where it's failing him. You know. There's so, not someone to clean up. Like you can probably, you know, force him move the pocket, but there's no one there to clean up. You know, when the quarterback has to get off his spot, there's no Chandler Jones there to clean up. You know, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. And then Otis wants a, a tackling guru to come, please, to the Cardinals. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, yeah. So uh, if yeah, in the chat, if anyone's got something that you want for the Cardinals for Christmas, but there was a question someone had for us. Um, uh, back here, Wolf asks, 
Should we hire a new GM from outside the organization or promote within? I've been thinking about this one lately. Um, you know, I've kind of got in my, uh, you know, my the video I did, I, you know, I, I kind of went with, well, let's promote Adrian Wilson. I didn't necessarily have a strong feeling about it. Um, GMs are like, you know, we talked about, it's a little hard to know who the, the up and coming mm-hmm. GM candidates are out there. Um, but uh, what do you think about this? Where, where are you at with this? Hire a GM from outside the organization and promote from within. So actually, I was doing some, <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a peek into how the sausage is made. Joe gave me this topic and I completely misread it. And I thought it was what I wanted the Cardinals for Christmas. <laughs> so I did this research today. Yes. And I uh, actually stumbled upon a, it was a Chargers thread in one of their forms. Because apparently they're already planning on cleaning house too, apparently. I don't know. But <laughs> there was a Chargers thread that had all these names. And I was like, oh, these are guys and guys and a lady who all seem interesting and uh, that I think we'll look, we should look into. But um, in terms of the philosophy of inside or outside, like you were saying, it's so tough to know who's decision maker is actually like the one doing it or just part of the part of the whole team, as it were. I'm... I'm more leaning towards outside and it's not anything to do with um, Adrian Wilson or oh the other guy that the uh, coach. Yes. Nothing to do with those guys. I'm, they're all very, not only the quality and uh, very capable candidates. Um, they've already been pursued from outside ventures. Adrian Wilson was supposed to go to Jacksonville and yeah. I think Quentin Harris had something lined up too. At some point, it's just like, I think we just need, new eyes i think you know they've already been you can look at two ways if they're inside they probably already in on kyler murray as the quarterback which i think is something that the new gm is going to probably have to come to terms with because again kyler's with us for what at least the next three years feasibly um without having to completely tank and destroy a throwaway year um so those are two are there but i just think they're too ingrained in this culture and this culture has already been such a problem in a head case and it's not their fault, but you know, I think it's time for some new eyes and the Cardinals historically always been so insular. And I think that's bad. And uh, one of the comments I've referred to every time is that the outside NFL thinks the Cardinals front office overrates, overvalues their own talent. And um, I think if you look at some people outside, they would be a little bit more frank, um, which to be fair, I'm sure you can say that about a lot of teams that everyone else is going to overvaluate their own talent, obviously, yeah. you know, um, but clearly something needs to happen. And I think we need some new, some fresh blood in the building. Like, you know, like I said, I love Adrian Wilson and I think he's going to at some point be a GM and I, and I think and hope he'll do well, but I've kind of started to shift towards the thinking that of bringing in someone from the outside, because you know, some, some people have been talking about this recently and someone said, talked about how, and maybe you might even mention this too, like the Cardinals, their GMs have all been inside hires promotion from within since, um, you know, since I guess it was Buddy Ryan, the GM one, he was coached by, like, you know, they promoted, uh, you know, was it Rod Graves and, and mm-hmm. Steve Kime and, um, and, you know, the, the tough part about that is if a if someone is steeped within the culture of the organization, that's what they know. And I'm not even going to go to the place of saying, no, the culture is bad or toxic. I don't think the culture is as bad as people are saying it is within the organization. I don't know. I'm not in there. 
don't, I, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like what's going, what we're hearing about with the sun's you know, organization in terms of, Hey, new owners today, you know, baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good news. Right. But I do think it's time how, like in terms of like how people are treated, I haven't heard anything. Maybe, you know, more that there's this major issue with culture in that way, but, it, but processes, right. Process is steeped in how the Cardinals have already done things. And as much as I think Michael Bidwell is doing a better job than his father, part of that, he's got a stadium to work with. That's all the conversation. They still, it's like each generation is, is learning from the last, right. Um, of how things have been done. And there's just part of me that feels like you need to bring someone in who was steeped in a different organization. Like, uh, you know, I always talk about how much I respect the way the Ravens run things and Pittsburgh, the Steelers, right. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some really well run organizations. Maybe you bring in someone from there who can come in and say, you know, I know y'all do this, this way here. There's a better way, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So I lean towards the outside, right. Uh, You know, so yeah, like you know, JP wants an outsider. For, uh, so I'm starting to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll see what you know. I think we can all reasonably believe that uh, Steve Kim will not be back next year. I know it's not official, but I mean, let's just read between the lines a little bit. Um, it's because it's spoiler alert, his health thing isn't like he has cancer or anything like that there's clearly something else going on just saying just just read into what vance joseph and cliff's comments were they none of them mentioned anything about health (laughs) so it's like i mean i you know i think we we both probably have the same suspicions and have heard whispers don't want to really kind of throw that out there exactly but Um, i guess what i'm saying is like it's not a pagano situation where like when he's better he's gonna come back and take over like i don't think that's the path of this for him if when he jumps better or anything, which we, again, we all wish him the best and no ill willings there, but it feels like this is going to be a way for him to move on without Michael mm-hmm. having to fire his friend. That's and a people thousand expect- percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and listen, I, for as much of as he's done a job that we don't like, I don't wish ill to him. And I don't like, I, you know, I, I think, and this, and this is, you know, maybe my, another soapbox as fans, we, we sometimes need to, try to be better sometimes mm-hmm. because just you know people saying really bad things about him personally it's like he's a human so yeah you know like, he has a family so he has, he has all a that, family like, yeah. so it's like i hope for the best for him and his family he needs to move on but you know uh yeah um Desmond's saying but maybe q and a see the problems and want to change him how many times have we worked for someone who wanted to change it? Listen, you, I hope you're right. Let's, and I like if they hired one of them as the GM, I'm not going to be like, bad, bad move. You know, I lean towards bringing in someone who mm-hmm. can bring something from the outside who see how things are done elsewhere. Um, and it's not always even about the problems as, as much as you're pr- having better processes, not having mm-hmm. seen a different process, right? It's not necessarily always – hey, there's these huge things we're doing that are terrible or we're just not doing things right. It's just maybe there's this better process. But listen, you know, yeah, maybe they can. So I don't, I, you know, you may be right on this. I, I don't have a, I don't have a strong feeling on this. Right? Yeah, like I wouldn't hate it if either one of them got the job. And, you know, of course, it's like, well, let's, let's see what they got, you know, obviously. And it's not like 
um, just because they were in here, they can't be good. Like I believe Jason Light, the yeah. Super Bowl winning GM, was from the Cardinals organization. So absolutely not not like it. You know, it's impossible. So yeah, I. Th- it's not as cut and dry and simple as pe- people think. It's just a straight up black and white. Kime sucks. Everyone in the organization must be. No, it's it's, and the, even the line between someone who's a good GM and a bad GM sometimes isn't that far. You know, it's just yeah. It, but like, it's it's just not that simple that you know everyone who worked under Kime can't ever be good. Jason Light went off like you said, and yes, they've had a bad year this year. But like, Tampa Bay has a good roster. Mm-hmm. They have built a good roster. <laughs> You know, and it's like GMs are like is the hardest position by far to like hold on to. Like, there's a reason why there's yeah. a very low uh like tenureship <laughs> like with their GMs. Like, it's just so yeah. difficult, and uh, it's just the way it is. So, um, but yeah, so I think outside and you know, there's some names that kind of sent uh, Joe's way that I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of talking about, and I don't know. We'll see. I mean, again, this is all pipe dream. We don't know who or what and all yeah. that jazz, but. Um, but yeah, so outside, and I think just anyone to get again one of those people from those stable organizations. Like the names I kind of focused on were the Eagles, because I mean that roster, of the Eagles, is the best in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, we'll see how it, <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes without a uh, Jalen Hurts to see how that shoulder surgery injury is, because that yeah. could really be a uh, that would really suck. Which to your point for the uh for the Shane Steichen thing, which you um, said I love him. He makes he does exactly what Jalen Hurts does. I'm like yeah, but Jalen Hurts is already hurt, and Kyler Murray's gonna die <laughs> if we we have to do that. Um, yeah, but uh, I think yeah, there's some guys in the Eagles. That I think one of the names, um, actually they're not even. So this is hilarious. Joe. I thought they were both part of the Eagles. They've already moved on from the Eagles okay. at this point. But it's like Brandon Brown, I believe he's younger dude. Um, it was, he was a VP of, or no, director of personnel for the Eagles. Now he's the AGM assistant GM, um, at the giants. And then this lady's name, I already forgotten out of my head, but I remember hearing it a couple times and she's fascinating. She's actually like French Canadian. What's her name? What's her name? Oh, hold on. I'm looking it up here. Oh, Catherine Ray. Crike, she's French Canadian, so hmm. it might. I'm not sure, but she's fascinating. She's again, she's like my age. She's like 32. She's been all around the XFL. Um, she's bounced around again. She's with the Eagles, and now she's the AGM at the Browns. Hmm. And uh, at the Eagles, they said she's probably gonna be the first female GM ever, just because she's she's just terrific. So those two awesome. people, I I think, are interesting, just because again, the Eagles have been the best best assembled roster in my opinion and continually and what's even more impressive is like they went from the super bowl had like one or two down years and are already back up like in the top it's like it's i don't know i think it's really impressive yeah no they built a really good roster so i i wouldn't hate any of that for sure um let me say hey to a few more people and get we got a few more christmas uh, uh calvin channel member long time supporter of the channel k1 needs two weeks all expenses paid <laughs> way for it media training um listen you know i i've been a a kyler defender i think he is he's you know he again he's he's a little aloof but i don't think that's a personality flaw it's just who he is i think he's a little misunderstood and people are reading into things that aren't fair but 
everyone has room to get better. And I think a little PR media training wouldn't be a bad thing for him so that maybe, you know, learning how to more effectively manage, you know, that, that his public image, I, I, like I said, I don't think he's a bad kid. I think he's kind of being criticized unfairly, but people are going to, you know, if this is why athletes give the, the, the textbook responses, we don't like that we find boring because they know that if you're real, sometimes you get, you know, people then criticize you. So a little, a little uh, media training. Sure. You know, I, I don't hate that. Yeah. You can tell he's just like not very comfortable for speaking in front of a lot of people a little bit, but he's, I feel like even he's gotten so much better since like his rookie year, like he used to be brutal in front of the mic where it was just kind of rough to listen to. Now it's, you know, it's better. I want to say he's, wouldn't say he's you know a poet up there but <laughs> yeah yeah then not everyone can be jj watt on the mic and let's just say that so <laughs> this you know jj watt like literally has found the balance like he he doesn't he doesn't give boring answers you know yeah. what I'm saying <clears throat> but he gives answers that like and he's got good quick wit not everyone can be like that though right? mm-hmm. you know who's hilarious and might be the best on the mic and we've never seen it but tweezy um mm. on that clip did you see that clip he was doing i did with he the was, tiny microphone like yeah the mic, the, he was the mj his, or yeah. yeah mj or lebron he was hysterical i thought he was so funny i think he's the best so far so there was a thing they did earlier in the season where like who's the funniest person on the team and multiple people said tweezy right so yeah, yeah we don't he, see a lot of them yeah no he was hilarious i loved it yeah for sure uh, Austin saying uh, trade back and draft Skaronski, uh for Christmas. He can play guard for the first year and then slide to tackle year two. He also gets a few picks, uh, sure up the roster. Uh, yeah, like he, a lot of people think he's going to be pretty early pick. Maybe the first offensive lineup and off the board. Maybe not. We'll see. But, uh, you know, if you could trade back a few spots and still get him, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hate that. But he, to me, he's got to play guard because I, you know, I know a lot of people are saying tackle early. And I mean, you got Josh Jones and DJ Humphreys. I know Humphreys is injured. I know we don't know if Josh Jones can play right tackle, but like, like the, you only have so many draft picks and you don't want to take a pick. That's like wasting a player who you have on the roster who can probably play. And if tackle doesn't, you know, get a backup plan, a, a guy who can start, you know, or can jump in if you need to. And if they don't work out, then we take tackle early next year. But there's so many places where there's a need. I'd rather be focusing on interior defensive line, interior offensive line, get a cornerback, you know, um, that then go after tackle. Um, so, so Skronsky, I don't mind him, but um, to me, he's got to play guard if, and he's, you know, he's played left tackle in college, but a lot of people think he can play guard. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on Skronsky? I mean, again, I don't know too much about the draft, just other than positional, but um I liked your plan more of just the center. I think like in the second round, I think that Ohio state center is projecting Whipper. kind of around there or whatever. Um, again, a, a center is going to be a big issue for us. And this is total pie in the sky. Maybe because I watched one preseason game and he looked fantastic, but Marquise Hayes or that, you know, he's on the team. I think he's going to be really good at guard. So yeah. Um, maybe not really good, but I think he'll be a decent at guard. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go crazy. When I when I, I I've done some mock drafts and when I take him early, I just don't like the way my draft looks. If mm-hmm. that makes sense because like 
uh, it's just, yeah, there's other positions I want to address early. And, you know, and uh, as, uh, you know, uh, who, someone just put it in the tweet and I want to say, hey, to everyone who's jumped in here, someone said, yeah, trade back for real, for, you know, King's ransom. I mean, with, with the quarterbacks in this draft and where the Cardinals might be picking, you know, you might get a nice haul. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, and we're not talking trading back. You don't have to trade back far. I mean, there's teams like seven, eight and nine who might be looking quarterback, you know, like mm-hmm. Carolina, I think is like pick eight or nine ish, like trade back there, get some really good draft capital, let them get their quarterback and still maybe get the best cornerback on the draft or something like that. Um, the real quick, let me say to some of the folks that popped in though, uh, David Pan, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're doing well. Hope that you are doing well. Uh, we've got GW Wild send K one, the Kingsbury bingo card, right. And just let him repeat those answers. I mean, listen, it'd be the right kinds of answers. Right. Um, and then, and Arjun saying, uh, trade back is the move unless we get Carter Anderson. Yeah. Like to me, if we're in the top five, Carter for me is the only player I, I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I really would be like, okay, yeah, take him. And again, and I'm not saying, again, we talked about this earlier. Anderson's a great player. He's worthy of a top five pick just for the how I like to build a roster. Carter's the only one I'm really going to mm-hmm. not be, you know, I'm going to be excited about that early. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, he's and, a beast, you know, man. He's. <laughs> I watched his highlights for the first time the other day. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is a monster. <laughs> and then, Ian, thanks for being here saying, yeah, how, can we hire D'Amico Ryans and draft Jim Keith? I mean, you know, I like that you know, combination. I, I was so, like, not out of it, but, like, not out of it, but, like, I wasn't sure just because, again, the reason I was kind of more on the Sean Payton train was, like, again, he's a proven winner. He could, like restart this culture and the organization and get it going and as a word if we hired a younger coordinator guy he might just get again cliff 2.0 swallowed up in the maw and just mm. spat out but i don't know what do you make what ryan's done with that 49ers defense is just so incredible because I, I think the 49ers defense like yes they have bosa and fred warner but like every year they just turn these guys out and their secondary is not very good but yet they yeah. just they're so good. So I don't know. And he's, he's awesome. And yeah, I'm all in with Jalen Carter. I I would not be upset with that. My thing, thing too, I don't know who the offensive coordinator would be. Cause I feel like the whole Sam Fran coaching tree has just been picked to the bone. Clean, like, yeah. Who else is, you know, I was looking around today and there's a name. I'm curious if, if you saw it or what you think, well, there's two names that, Thing about I and mean, again these are probably not realistic but frank reich kind of came up and i was i don't know if he would ever i don't know if that'd be good in terms of like an office culture of a guy who just got fired from a head coach behind a brand new young guy you know like there might be kind of weird tension but like well vance think, joseph was kind of a little bit like that yeah that's true too yeah but like um because i feel like frank reich kind of got the raw end of the deal and the colts mm. like they were good for the first two years yeah. and then the Carson Wentz situation happened and you know this year he didn't really have much of a shot but I don't know and then Todd Monken who was the OC with the Buccaneers a dirt cutter when they were like putting up yards with Jameis and uh mm. Jameis Winston then he was the OC under Freddie Kitchens at the Browns got axed and now he's he's the OC at Georgia and he's been there so 
I kind of liked him because he had the day ball profile of NFL college, elite mm-hmm. college programs back at the NFL. Like he's kind of, he has experience. He's older. He's been, he's seen all sorts of levels of football and knows it. And like was very successful with that dirt cutter uh, Buccaneers team. And obviously very successful at Georgia at the moment. So he's an interesting I, one. You know, I like Sean McVay. I mean, I'm sorry, Sean Payton. If we if we could get him without giving up a first round pick and or second round pick, ideally, sure. I'm not, you know, that my, for me the biggest concern has been what you're giving up for him. And and part of and people say, well, why wouldn't you give that up if you have such a you get this great coach? He's worth more than a first round pick. But it's 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 not that he isn't he can't make that kind of difference. It's that I just think if you fix the GM situation, you know, and you know, and uh we're hopefully going to fix that. Um, and you have a good roster. I guess I just believe most any uh, offensive coordinator who's been successful over a couple of years has shown some, some ability with a good roster can win if they have an NFL type offense. Again, my concern with Cliff is I don't think his offense is sustainable in the NFL for the reasons we've talked about. But even at that, like, you bring in, uh, you know, a, a GM who's going to build the roster in a more conventional way. You, you're you, as much as I've been, yeah, I think it's time to move on from Cliff. I'm not going to be like in an uproar, angry if they give Cliff another chance with a better GM roster. Like, okay, I, I think Cliff's a better coach than people think he is. Again, for me, it's a few questionable calls. We talked about this before, though. Like. Good coaches have questionable moments. Everyone talked about Andy Reid's clock management forever, right? Um, there's, it, you know, and again, it, you know, it, it's just I do worry about the offense sustainable, but he can win with a good roster. I just would rather try to get um, one of these guys who's more of a conventional NFL coach. But even at that, like, so if you move on from from Cliff and you bring in one of these offensive coordinators who's been good, even if they aren't the top guy, or, you know, you bring in D'Amico Ryans and bring in a, a, an offensive coordinator who's a legitimate NFL coach with a good roster. I think you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to be too devastated if Cliff comes back because I agree. I think he's been kind of given slightly uh, the short end stick this year. I don't know. I mean, again, there's that, that Jordan Schultz piece is kind of hilarious because it fully blames Kime, but like absolves Cliff from all of it. I'm like, okay, well, Steve Kime's not doing some of these play calls where we're all just scratching our head going, what is going on? But like, I would understand keeping Cliff just from like a, like, look, man, like no one else better is coming through the door situation. Like, cause that, that's a reality that could be happening. I know we've all seen the Carson Palmer quote saying this is not a desirable job, which I, I, eh, I'm kind of on that. I mean, yeah, I it's there's some uncertainty attached to it. Absolutely. But I mean, I don't think we're much worse off than Carolina or um, some of these other like the Texans, like even though Texans have looked decently the past uh, couple of weeks. But um, so I don't know. I mean, I just I think also, too, like if you're getting rid of a GM like any everyone and you already have to hire two new coaches to replace the ones that are gone anyway. It's like at this point, let's just start over. That's kind of my yeah. thing. Like, 
I I'm starting to feel like with Kime probably moving on, I, I I'm just leaning towards thinking we're going to see Cliff again. Whether I know fans don't like that, but I think I think what's probably most likely to happen is one of the internal can guys is going to be promoted to GM. Um, and then they're going to try to fix this thing with Cliff. You know, whether I agree with that or not is a whole other thing, but I think that's what's more that can happen. I think Michael's not going to move on from both of them. Again, I could be wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I I would say, I think most realistically, the next GM is going to be either <clears throat> Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris. Yeah. I think just... I don't know. Seen, I, <laughs> I don't think Michael Bidwell's ready for the because uh, if he gets an outsider person, they're going to want to start all over, and I don't think he's ready for that. Or maybe he is. Who knows? He might yeah. surprise us. GW Wild saying so. How many first round picks have been wasted by the Cards? Uh, then losing a first round for a Super Bowl ringer uh, coach is no real no brainer. I mean, I hear where you're coming from. I just don't agree. Um, I I'm just like. Like the whole kind of, well, we, we can't, we don't draft one anyway, so let's just not value the picks. I just, that's a non-starter for me as logic uh, for me. And again, it's okay. You don't have, I don't mm-hmm. expect everyone to agree with me. But like I just, you know, you, I've always said like, you have to get out of a shooting slump by shooting. You have to get out of a hitting slump by swinging. Mm-hmm. You have to get out of a drafting slump by taking picks and, you know, maybe changing who's making the decisions, you know, which looks mm-hmm. like hopefully we're going to, you don't say, well, we, we can't hit on our main way. So we stop. No, you have, you have to, like, if you don't build your roster through the draft, that's when you start. Like the reason we have such an old roster in part is because of those missed picks and having to build a roster with aging free agents. And because it is a salary cap league, as much as people like to say that the cap is a myth, it's not a myth. It's just flexible. If you have to build your roster with a lot of free agents in a salary cap situation, then you have to go after budget and you go after budget either by going guys with injury histories or older or not as good. So Mm -hmm. they've tried to, so like it's because we haven't drafted well that they've had to bring in the AJ greens and I love JJ Watt, right? He's been great for them, but you know, guys like that, because you know older players because they haven't drafted as well and you don't fix that by not drafting <laughs> so yeah uh, you know again respectfully i love you gw but um for me now if if you can like we started before later picks a third round pick i'll do it you know and i think because like this is a new, like trading all these draft picks for proven assets. It's kind of a newer thing. You know, the Rams kind of really mm-hmm. taking it to the next level. We're about to see what the other side of that looks like. Like the Rams, they won the Super Bowl. Good for them. They could be not a very good team for the next three years. Because look, look at that roster. There's so many holes. And their main foundational pieces are on the way out pretty much. Jalen Ramsey's washed. Aaron Donald's on his way out. And then Matthew Stafford's like one more head injury from like being in some serious trouble probably with his, uh, with his health. So like we're going to see that. And like conversely, what if the 49ers don't win this year? What if they don't win next year? Like, what is that going to look like for them? Now we're just talking about how good they have been drafting and doing what they do, but there's like a point, it's like a tipping point where like, cause they have like no draft picks for the next, like they traded their whole, pretty much a lot next year for this year so 
you know yeah you gotta you gotta roll with what you got this is interesting with cb saying you've got a roster filled with aging vets it's gonna take some someone to do a major overhaul 180 to reconstruct this roster sure they got their hands full i wouldn't count on deandre hopkins free so like we talked about the, the the roster before. I don't think the roster is as far off as people think because there are some players, again, you know, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, which we'll talk about in a second. But like on defense, you know, Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, you you know, you've got some young players you can build around and aging vets. So you need to do something about replacing those aging vets. And you need to fix the offensive line. But the question of DeAndre Hopkins, I've always balked at the idea of trading him, part because that cap number is big as well, that it's even in a trade. I, I'm i not pushing for trading him, but I'm becoming a little more open to the idea. You're going to take a little bit of a dead cap hit doing it, but, you know, the, but you've got to – I just worry that – that we might not get as much as people. Everyone thinks we're going to get like a first round pick for him or whatever. And with his contract, I don't know that you will, if you can get a day one or two pick, maybe if you're really going into the rebuild, although I'm not pushing for that just because of his age and give him a chance to go somewhere and win. And maybe we're in a rebuild that takes a little longer. I don't know. How do you feel about the, again, I'm, I'm ambivalent about that. I'm torn. What are your thoughts on, uh, on Hopkins trade? I agree. Only if, only if the team's going to give us all the Midas's gold, you know, like because mm-hmm. we've seen how elite he is, and again, the dead cap trade is the dead cap hit is gonna, you know, doesn't make sense for us unless if we're getting some nice draft assets back. Um, yeah, because I mean, I'm, we all love D Hop, but yeah, the thing is, and I think Vince Morata kind of tweeted earlier, what if he demands for a trade? Which, you know there's that's a possibility <laughs> yeah i mean who knows right i yeah. anyone are just saying wouldn't do it for day two and i don't see anyone giving us a day one so maybe we're and that i mean that that's probably kind of how i feel too i mean mm-hmm. i as a player he's elite still and receivers can play well late he's not as he's it's never been about speed for him mm-hmm. so i think he can still be good um i his game's gonna age better than most for sure yes for sure i just don't know that we're going to get as much as people think in return for him mm-hmm. um you know just who's who, I, you know who what team wants to take on that contract for a 30 year old receiver you know um i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe i'm wrong you know so yeah no i agree percent. well we've gone over an hour uh and we you know if y'all missed the beginning, I hope you go back and watch it. We had some fun kind of Christmas wish list for the Arizona, uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I hope that wherever you are, you're having a, a good week leading up to Christmas and what, you know, that you all have a great safe week. Um, you know, we're there's going to be the Christmas day game and I am tentatively planning to do like a, a little bit of a live stream post game on that. I, I haven't been doing post game live streams because the season has taken my will to to do anything but um but yeah uh definitely want to thank everyone for hanging out with us uh troy why don't you any uh, christmas wishes or holiday wishes or anything else you want to say or promote or mention before we get out of here no you know just hoping it's safe this year or this uh well, this week and maybe next year and uh let's all let's all hope jalen carter falls right in our lap 
that would be nice. That would be nice. And uh, hopefully K1's uh, ACL is <sighs> magically <Covers>. restored. <laughs> right, right, for sure. You no, know, take the bionic leg from Rondale and give it to Kyle. <laughs> that's, that's, to- that's more useful there. That that's a good point. Maybe I should have just gone with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Whatever holidays you celebrate, I wish that for you in abundance and joy. Um, wish for everyone to have a great week. Be safe. Uh, we appreciate here here at TCR Land and and you all hanging out with us. Um, so we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna throw up the 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 uh, shout outs to the channel members. Uh, thank you for everyone who supports the channel, uh, and we will see you all next time. Peace.